This is Holding Court with Patrick McEnroe. Now, here's Patrick McEnroe. All right, so that was one of the great scenes in Sex in the City, and the man who's joining us now, Kyle McLaughlin, is a, is a rabid tennis player. And who knew that at the time, Kyle, you would be have the opportunity in that Sex in the City part to actually be hitting serves. It appeared to be in the middle of the night, and I have to say I've seen you play at our academy here in New York at Randall's Island, but your service motion even back then was pretty solid. <laughs> You're very... You're very kind, very generous, Patrick. Thank you. I remember uh, just being out at the facility recently, and we you you were there playing, and you helped me. You gave me a couple of pointers, which were really really great. But uh, yeah, that was my first. Um, actually, my first. I took a tennis lesson at a at a facility there in um, Central Park. Right. Uh, with a couple of coaches, they were so nice, and I got a racket. I had no idea, and. Uh, because you know when the script comes along and uh, and this is what you have to do, then you know you you gotta you gotta do your research as an actor, right? So out I went and uh, had no idea what I was doing, um, but uh, and I remember the scene was supposed to be uh, I was supposed to be outside, I think in shorts or something, mm-hmm. shirtless. Oh yeah, you were shirtless. Yeah, I meant to. I yeah, meant to yeah. say that we can't see this yeah. on the podcast, of course, but I saw it on yeah. YouTube, and you're looking pretty ripped there, Kyle. I was well. That was that was two thousand. <laughs> that, that was twenty years ago. But it does put the fear of God into you. Oh my Lord! You know, so uh, you know because you want you know you want to look good and and everything. Um, but uh, oh, that was a fun show. Well, you how know, much how uh, much how much time did you have, Kyle? Once you got once you got the uh, you know the script, as you said. I mean, because I know in the TV shows you don't you often don't have that much time to prepare. So it, it looked pretty obvious right. to me that you played a bit of tennis before. When I, well, thank you. I was, you know, I had, I think, a lesson, one lesson with, with, with them, you know, and uh, I um, played when I was a kid, but, but, you know, like most people uh, with a sport, you know, most kids, like the same way with me with skiing or with golf, you right. just kind of go out and do it. And right. there's no, there's no lesson. There's just try to hit the ball over the net, you know, mm-hmm. or try to hit the ball down the fairway, you know, or try to get you, <laughs> try not to fall on the ski <laughs> right. slope, you right. know. So the, the, the real fun that I'm having is as as an as an older fella um, is returning to tennis and and l- learning like skills and I I'm so you know it's one of the regrets is that ah, I wish I'd you know you wish you'd had to kind of learn the proper skills and techniques when you were a kid you know um, right. because they're they then they're in your body you know right um, and and I I always say that I'm not an athlete I'm I'm athletic. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, not super athletic, but I'm athletic, but I'm not an athlete, you know, so I can kind of, you know, you cobble it together. Well, I beg, I beg to differ, Kyle, because uh, you look pretty <laughs> darn good. And, you know, what, 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 what got me into this idea for this, this podcast with people like you is yep. I'm intrigued by people that are very successful like you in your own world, but, but try something that, as you said, that, you know, and some of the some the actors I've spoken to, like Ben Stiller, for example. I mean, he didn't pick up tennis till his he was in his early forties. And then when I see him out right. there, you know, trying so hard and working so hard, and obviously you've got a little more tennis in your background. But I see you out there on the weekends at our academy with you. Get your wife coming out there, your son, which I'm very happy to see him out there playing yep. as well. Uh, you know, trying yep. something that 
you're, you're, it's not your profession. I mean, I go out and play tennis all the time because I'm really good at it. I can't think of that many other things I try to pick up that I know I'm not going to be that good at. So that, that yeah. intrigues me about why people like you continue to do it. Is it just the exercise part of it for you? Is it the repetition? You know, what, what is it? It's a combination. I think a combination of things. Um, one is, a, as you mentioned before with my wife and my son, it's a family activity um, that's, that's physical and fun. And I think both my wife and I recognize that this is a sport, as is golf, as is, I think, skiing, that you can do all your life. Um, you, um, and it's something that I think, uh, I don't know, there's, there's, there's just, there's a lot of good things about it. You know, I mean, golf is great. And I, I've been a golfer since I was a little kid. That's what we did with my family, with my dad. Right. Um, but the exercise part of the equation and the time it takes, you know, to play golf, to play a round of golf, um, is challenging. You know, tennis, mm -hmm. you get out there and an hour is, man, that's about all I can handle. I'm, especially when I'm taking a lesson, I'm, I'm pooped. Um, one of your one of your guys there, Vlad, is uh, keeps me <laughs> running. Oh, he gave me, listen, Vlad. Vlad is Serbian, okay, and he's he's a hardcore, yeah. and he gave me the full rundown hardcore. on your game. I mean, I saw you, but he he told me you, <laughs> you 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 love to rally. You're not big on playing the points. He said, but I think that's because you just want to get your exercise in. But heck of a forehand, by the way. He loves your oh, forehand. That's nice. Well, we've been working on that, and. Uh, you know, you realize there's there's the there's the actor brain and 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 your own you know how you how you think you look right in your brain and your head and then there's the, then there's the video <laughs> and the video is <laughs> right that's a harsh mistress, man when you look at what you really look like you're like I'm thinking I'm out there rotating like an doll and I've got speed and then I look at the video and I look like my dad you know <laughs> just kind of stiff upper body trying to right. swing through the shot. <laughs> Listen, I, you know what? It's funny you should say that because it happens even to professionals because, you know, they, they have us old guys play at the Grand Slams, which unfortunately no Wimbledon this year. But every year I play, you know, right. for the last 10 years or so, Kyle, I've played at Wimbledon in the old guys tournament. So I played a number of yeah. years ago and uh, I wasn't real happy with how I played in the first match. I went out, I practiced hard in the day off and I came yeah. back. And anyway, long story short. They, I came off the court thinking I just played unbelievable. I was picking up low volleys. I was ripping the ball. And then ESPN, I'm, I'm there doing my real job, you know, on TV. We're showing highlights. Yeah, yeah. We're going back. It's a rain delay. So, so they run out yeah. of stuff. They run out of fill, you know, for the first part okay? of the show. And they show, the highlight, they show the highlights of my match. And I'm telling you, Kyle, I'm watching it. And it is absolutely slow motion. Oh. I mean, that low volley, you, you, you remind me, I thought I got way down. I mean, I was literally didn't bend at all, okay? And so I, I, I said to my colleagues, I said, if I ever take this event seriously again, please just uh, hit, me in, hit me in the head. So it happens to all of us, you know. But the, 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 the difference for you guys, <clears throat> excuse me, between yeah. – you know, the, the acting part of it, which in, in, obviously I'm married to an actress and a singer, Melissa Erica, mm -hmm. who, who you know well, and, um, and, and, yep. and some other people I've spoken to say that, you know, the big key to acting, in addition to, you know, doing all your studying and your background and knowing your lines and all that stuff is, is listening and sort of reacting to what you're hearing, even though, you know, you know the line, you know your cue, but it's also mm -hmm. playing along with your fellow actor. Do you find that tennis relates in any way to that? I think completely. I, I think um, certainly at, at, at the age that I'm, you know, discovering it, it this, I'm not, 
I mean, I'm competitive. We're all competitive, but I'm, I, I realize that the, it's, it's really just the joy of swinging the racket, you know what I mean? And having someone then hit the ball back to you and then you hit the ball to them, you know, it's, that's the, the fun of it is just the success in getting the ball over the net. Uh, for me, it's not about winning a, winning a point or, you know, sometimes something will sneak in, you know, but I just enjoy, um, I enjoy the back and forth, you know, and I think you're right. I think it has a lot. Uh, there's a lot of similarities in acting where you you're react you're reacting to something and you're reacting to it as if you're hearing it for the first time or experiencing it for the first time. That's the challenge, of course, is right. to sort of enter enter into it fresh each time and you kind of you know wipe the slate clean and you start again with it with the same with the same scene, you know. And and hopefully as you're going along, you're discovering new things. And I think tennis is similar. You're you're basically reacting to where the ball is coming and you have to do something which is something I was I actually uh, was playing yesterday, um, mm-hmm. and I and I was and I was I was understanding I think for the first time that the the position of of the tennis player to where the ball is going to be where it's coming from mm-hmm. is is to, is like like the key thing right it's like right. if you're slightly out of position or you haven't anticipated properly um, it's going to make it much more difficult to return you know. Um, right. so I, I got to imagine that takes years to sort of get, oh, absolutely. get yeah, that's, where you can anticipate. Right. Yeah, that's a great, that's, that's great because actually, um, you know, one of the keys that I've learned in, in just the last few years and working in our academy with, particularly with young kids that are just learning the game is a lot of them and, and adults like you, but not quite at your level, but that pick up the game a bit later, they, they tend mm-hmm. to what I call run right into the ball as opposed running yeah. to where you need to be to strike the ball. You know, it's, a, it's obviously yeah. a big difference in something, you know, we as professional tennis players learn. That's why I always encourage people and even someone at your level to go hit against the wall because the ball, you mm-hmm. can anticipate how it's coming back. It's more predictable and you can set yourself yeah. up so you're in perfect position so that you don't run into the ball, but you run to that yeah. spot where you, you know, you've got to know where – how your swing is, how far you need to be from the ball to make that solid contact. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was such a kind of a, a, dis, a discovery. Like, you know, like, Oh my gosh, you sort of, you don't think about it because you, you know, you're thinking, Oh, tennis is all about, you know, your stroke and, and your swing and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, um, no, <laughs> that's part of it. But the big part is just kind of where you are in relation to where the ball is going to be. I agree. So, ten, ten, um, ten, you yeah. know, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, tennis is ten, yeah. What I want to what I want to ask you about because you mentioned it a little bit earlier, and I know you you got a couple of younger brothers, and you guys did stuff together. What was golf, tennis, ski, and your your dad yeah. was your dad a player? I mean, you grew up in the state of Washington, so that your connection with Washington is uh, of course uh, very yeah. well known with Twin Peaks and your character there and that great show, which is legendary. But talk Thanks. you know talk Thanks. about how you got started. As a kid, as, again, was it was it just you did the multiple sports? Did you do it at school? Did you ever think about competing in any level? Um, you know, my dad was an athlete um, growing up. He played all the sports, and he was he was just a good athlete. You know, standout um, guy. And he played football, basketball, um, baseball, and he discovered golf when he was uh, you know in in high school and early teens. And he just loved it. He loved the challenge of it. He loved everything about it. And so that became his sport. In fact, he, he, he was a four year letterman at the University of Washington on the golf team there, wow. which was unusual yeah, um, during, a, those, yeah, during that, that time. That's a high level. Yeah. 
Yeah, he, he played. He played one or two on the team uh, all four years. He and and it was part of it. I think it was during the Korean War, so he was able, he was allowed to letter as a, as a freshman. He was on mm-hmm. the team, so um, so kind of a rare thing. So so you know he he's he was super athletic. So growing up, you know, we just we did all the sports that all our friends did. You know, we played at school. Um, we played. I played grid kid football. Um, I played on a, a, a baseball team. Um, you know, like a little pee wee team, eleven, twelve year old. Kid team and uh, basketball was not really a sport that I was great at but I you know we had a little team that played at the YMCA so we did that I played um played on a volleyball team for a while so just a lot of team sports that was all that's just kind of what you did mm-hmm. um you know growing up as you said like school and, and then all my pals just you know that's what we did and uh so you know, you know I, I recognized pretty early on that I I while I enjoyed it I was not the best guy on the team there was a couple of guys Bobby Conrad was a, was a young was a young guy there and he was just super athlete he was like a real athlete you know mm-hmm. and there were guys that were better than me so it was never really a thing where I, oh I think I can take this sport to a higher level it was also like we, we didn't we wasn't my in my either my dad's he was our coach my dad was the coach you know what I mean or the coach of you know, the little league team or of the football team you know but we didn't have like special coaches you know there wasn't anybody where you went oh i think you're you're showing signs that you're really great so we should actually put you in a special program you right, know right that that just didn't exist there or it just wasn't in my parents part you know they just like that's not going to happen um but golf was the one thing because i the same thing i started playing more and more golf and i had a sort of a, a fantasy of, of maybe a year or two where i thought oh maybe i could you know get to the point where i could be professional and then of course i went to a tournament and i would think i think i was seated in like the sixth flight or something like that. <laughs> right well that's that's it, not gonna happen it's, it's amazing the difference between you know tennis is a little more obvious i think to figure out how good you are because you go play tournaments and you know you find out pretty quickly but by the way we grew yeah. up in a similar circumstance my brothers and i in new york where we played multiple sports and and you're right you know you, you unfortunately i call it the over professionalization of youth sports where you see in in, in yeah. every sport including tennis kids are, are are doing that too too much too soon i think um yeah. but but back in the day yeah. we we used to play the other sports and uh in enjoy you know i played on my soccer team every year at school until i was uh, until yeah. I, all the way through high school and I, like i said i played basketball too i stunk at basketball so i quit that in ninth grade <laughs> um but uh you know it's uh it, it is amazing how that you, you your family gets you into it and we came we came yeah. into tennis on a lark just because my brother played at our local club and, and and the local pros said to my parents wow your son looks like he's got a real talent for tennis my parents had yeah. no idea um, about tennis yeah. at that point, and that just kind of started us on this road. Yeah, wow, it's interesting, right? Just so how something like that can really uh, direct you, you know, and and look look where it brought you. I mean, it's it's incredible. You and your brother are just uh, phenomenal, you know, and you created an empire. That's very cool. <laughs> I don't know about that. Cool. I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> it's certainly been, been been fun along the way, and I'm having a lot of fun doing these podcasts with you and and with others. Yeah. And and when you yeah. got, figured out that you wanted to get into acting, I know you did some singing when you were in high school, and you you tried some different things. Mm. But when you got the acting bug, so to speak, was that yeah. sort of in your in your later teenage years or more in your college years? <laughs> It started early, you know, it started when I was in, um, in junior high school, a little bit, uh, you know, eighth grade, ninth grade, you know, it's an awkward time, mm-hmm. um, for everyone. And I think I, the story, I always say, I think I, I, I found it, I resisted it 
um, my mom was very kind of artsy and she was involved in a lot of community things. We come from a small town in central Washington, Yakima, Washington. Right. And there was like a community theater there and that kind of stuff. My mom was involved in all that. And so she, um, she sort of drug us, all three of us, to, to these things, you know, and we would have to be in a play or we'd have to sing something. And, you know, it was just like, oh, God. But around that time, you know, I, I was sort of enjoying any excuse it was to be with, with, with the fair sex, you know. So I was, it was like, <laughs> wow, right. I get to be, you know, I get to hang out with some, some real cute girls, you know, for an hour or two, you know, after school. It isn't so bad. Well, yeah, we, so, we, we kind of felt the same thing in tennis, by the way, too. So go on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you play, you got your, yeah, you, you mix doubles. Like, yeah, yeah, you go to the tournaments. Yeah, so you go to the tournaments, boys and girls. You travel. You go to the yeah. tournaments, and yeah. you know things yeah. happen. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's what it is. So um, and uh, so anyway, <laughs> a great arena. Um, so that started, it. and what happened was um, kind of early on. I guess I had that thing that never that never happened to me, like in tennis or golf or whatever. Was was like a recognition. Certainly when I was in high school, it was like I'm actually pretty good at this. Um, mm -hmm. and I feel comfortable and I feel comfortable with it. And it's also giving me a little, more importantly, I think it was giving me a little, um, boost, you know, it's like, Oh, he's known for, you know, you, you gotta be known for something, you know, if you're like, Oh, you're the star of this, or you're the star of that, you're the, the best debater, you know, or you're the best in science or whatever it was. I was like kind of the, the acting, um, kid. And, uh, so that was a little bit of an identity, which I liked. Right. Um, and so I, and then I carried that into college, but I, I just, in college, I just sort of figured it was going to be something else. I was, I was, I was going to put the acting thing aside or the plays aside because I had to focus on, you know, on studying and all that kind of stuff. And what happened was I found that I was really not very good at studying. So I ended up back taking an acting class and then another acting class. And pretty soon I just, it was inevitable, you know, it was like magnetic and I was, I was pulled right back into it and I had the support of my parents, you know, mm -hmm. for the most part, you know, there were, there were some concerns, but as soon as I started doing summer work, uh, summer stock work, and I could actually make enough money to live for three months, um, without having to call my dad and ask him for, you know, money, <laughs> right. they right, were, right. They, they, they were like, okay, well, he seems to be making a, you know, he's making a go of it and he's surviving, you know, so those were all indicators, but I, there were a lot of steps along the way. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, but, but it came with a recognition that this is something I think I've got a, you know, just a, a skill at, you know, and so I just followed it. Well, obviously, uh, fans of yours are very happy you did follow her, particularly fans of Twin Peaks. And actually, you and I met yeah. um, a number of years ago. Both our kids were in the same school for at least a moment in, in New York City before we made the move yep. up to the Burbs. And, of course, you've been back and forth between L.A. and New York, depending on your work schedule. So I know that's someone in yeah. flux. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, those that, that time uh, being when when – when you were just getting into it, and as you said, you're from Washington, and of course, that's where Twin mm -hmm. Peaks, the show, is based. And that relationship yeah. you've had with the show and with David Lynch and the creator of the show, uh, it's such a big imprint on your career, obviously. And, and when it did come back, as it did a couple of years ago, when you and I met, I remember you saying, well, Twin Peaks may mm -hmm. be back. And it's so funny because yeah. now during this pandemic where everyone's home, everyone's, oh, what am I going to watch? You know, it's what's on Netflix, what's on Amazon, yeah. and all these kind of off color, I guess you call them shows, you know, weird, bizarre yeah. shows. And, and, and of course, Twin Peaks was so far ahead of its time, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was, um, when we premiered the first, uh, first two seasons was in 1989, 1990. Right. 
and networking never seen anything like anything like it you know um first you have you know david lynch he's just a creative genius and and just a wonderful wonderful human being um partnering up with mark frost great writer mm-hmm. um and they created this um this world and and they they filmed it like it was a like a movie you know i right. mean that was it and 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 the soundtrack and the visuals and the storytelling and the rhythm and the pace everything was different than what was on television at the time and people you know and and there wasn't there was no like we we're trying to make something different they just made what they wanted to make you know what i mean and i think mm-hmm. everyone involved to the cast to the person anticipated that we would do one show you know it was a pilot show and right. that would be it and they would we'd never see anything again and abc decided that this is something that they wanted to pursue so they they bought six shows or seven shows and we made all the we made everything before anything went on the air so we had all these shows finished and then we were a mid-season replacement and we went on the air and um and and bang you know that the, re- the rest is history like, yeah the rest is they're kind of the yeah. kind of the rest is history um and then we returned um just a couple of years ago with uh, this what would be a third season or twin peaks the return or whatever mm-hmm. with a com- kind of a completely different take on it and this was this was a david lynch all the way um he and mark wrote wrote uh, wrote all the episodes mark frost again right but david directed every frame wow 18 18 hours um and it uh if nothing else it will it will take your mind off of the situation that mm-hmm. we're in right now <laughs> so that <laughs> right which we all need yeah <laughs> which we all need something to to take us uh, yeah take us away so um but i but as you're saying that my that relationship with david lynch started way back in 1983 with our my first film which was dune mm-hmm. uh, a sci-fi classic uh book that we we made into a film um that started the relationship with david that has been a really important one in my in my career and also just as uh, in my life as a friend and and as a person that i i look up to so much his his creativity is just it just doesn't stop you know what i mean um you know i find myself puttering around downstairs just you know trying to fix up the laundry and do all this stuff and david is just in a creative mode mm-hmm. all the time and it's really inspirational well, well you you're you've been amazing on that show your character dale cooper is just an all-timer yeah. and uh I know pe- I know people are hoping that uh, there'll be more down the road so I know that's a work in progress but you you stay pretty close even though you you've obviously left the state of Washington I know your brothers I think are still there right and 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 you've st- yeah. you started your own um uh, wine, which I've been lucky enough to get a couple of bottles pursued by Bear. It's called. How did? Yeah, it, yeah. First of all, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. It's great wine. I'm a big uh, Cabernet guy, so I know you've got some of that wow. from from Washington as well. But uh, how did yeah. uh, how did that get started? I mean, I know you're you're a wine guy like I am, but how did you get yeah. into actually making some of it and producing it? It was, um, you know, it's, uh, it was a kind of a crazy, twisty road. You know, you're right. I'm from uh, Washington and specifically from the eastern side of Washington. Um, most people don't know Washington is really kind of two states. There's the Seattle west side, which is kind of green and lush and rainforesty. And then there's the east side, which is sort of a high desert in which where all the crops are grown. Mm-hmm. And you can grow anything there. And it's really great for wine grapes. Um, so these, back in the late seventies, a couple of guys down in the Walla Walla area, uh, started, um, a winery, you know, kind of out of the, it was the first one on the East side. And so from 77 until now, there are over 900 wineries now in the state of Washington, of which pursued by bears one. I started in mm-hmm. 2005 
uh, like you said, with a little Cabernet, um, really uh, was part of the reason was to was to find an excuse to go back home and spend some time with my dad right. uh, and my brothers. Uh, you know, it's it's we're talking about schedules and how tennis and, and, and acting is sort of you know you're on the road a lot right. and and you're basically between major cities. You're L.A., New York, New York, L.A. Mm-hmm. And I just wasn't getting home to see them as much. And I thought, well, this, it, you know, it would sort of check off that box. I could see my family. Um, I could learn more about the wine world, which I was curious about. You know, when you live in LA, your, your proximity to Napa means that you go to Napa, you know, and you explore. And I found it fascinating. So I thought, well, why not try and do that in Washington state? Mm. And then I would be able to be there. I could, I could see my parents, I could see my, my brothers. And, and then I could kind of embark on this interesting journey. So I met a guy named Eric Dunham and in, uh, we met in the early 2000s and, and I asked him if he would partner with me on a on a little project, and I I called it Pursued by Bear, which is is a is a portion of a stage direction from Shakespeare's play The Winter's Tale, uh, okay. and it's All the right. most it's the most uh, most uh, uh, kind of obscure eccentric stage direction he ever wrote. Mm-hmm. Exit pursued by, by a bear, bear. Okay. and the, and the actor, the actors <laughs> chased off stage. I don't know, that makes sense. Bear is chasing me off stage, right. um, and so I thought that would be kind of funny and something that people might might stick in their head, you know, a little bit. Um, like, oh, that's an unusual name for a wine. Um, and we've had great success. You know, I, I'm very serious. The name is kind of fun um, mm-hmm. and whimsical, but, but what's in the bottle is really important to me. And, and I've worked with, I work with some of the best um, vineyard sites uh, that in the state that I can get. I have a wonderful winemaker named Dan, Dan Wampler. Um, he is uh, just extraordinary. So, and we, we just, we're making something that we're really, we're proud of, you know, we're not making any money on this, but it's just really, you know, it's in the pursuit of quality. So, well, listen, listen, allowing um, me to give it a plug. <laughs> I'll give you, I'll give you plenty of free tennis lessons. Send me some more of that pursued by bear. Cause that's just tremendous. <laughs> and, uh, you, you know, you, you, between the, the loving the wine, yeah, loving tennis and, and the acting and the great shows you've been in, we, we, sh- I, I share those things with you as well and on different levels obviously for the for a couple of them but uh having you come on with me has been a, a real treat and a real pleasure for me um i hope wow. i hope you get the show you want because i know that's why you're back in in la but part of me hopes you get another show back in new york so you can come back and i my guy <laughs> my, my 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 serbian pro vlad is ready for you trust me he wants to get you back yeah, out yeah. there and uh i want to sure get you, i want to get you out there on the court myself okay uh, thanks, Patrick. I, I would in a, in a in a minute in a New York minute. They say I would be there. Yeah, it would be really fun. All right. Well, Thank you, you. Well, you stay well. Best to you and your family. And again, I appreciate you coming on with me, Kyle McLaughlin. It's been, it's been a pleasure. You got. It. Thanks, thanks, Patrick. Bye bye. Holding court with Patrick McEnroe is powered by Mudhouse Media.